Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 136. Uh, today is a special one, actually. We were originally going um, we to gonna review Black Adam, actually, just to give everybody a little heads up. But we decided to do something different on the behest of... Uh, we had some... Mikey's dad actually told me about something, and even my girlfriend brought it up. I'm like, hey, let's. how about you guys do a Halloween special? So guess what? Here we are. We're doing a Halloween special. But the, the real deciding factor was Nabil wanted an opportunity to be himself. He likes being a little spooky. I'm a spooky ghost. He wanted to be able to have his shirt off the whole pod. Usually it's a few seg- segments, but he said, I want it off the whole pod. And I was like, okay. He's like, dangerous. I'm not doing this unless I can dress up. Everybody's dressed up today. I, Just a heads up too, by the way, Mikey is joining us again. I know we had already said that we weren't going to have any guests for a while, but... Um, you know, we kind of discussed <laughs> it at the end of the pod, and Mikey was still on the pod. And we're like, I mean, do you just want to do it with us too? So we kind of rolled with it. So marathon, Mikey, back in action. A little bit, right? And plus, actually, the the main reason I think we Love did it is Mikey does this thing every Halloween, which I think is insane. Even coming from me, like he watches a horror movie at least one every day. At least what is it, thirty one total? Then I guess, or do you do a little more sometimes? Yeah. I I usually get to more, but yeah, it's, it's thirty one movies in October. Uh, all Halloween based, but yeah, I'm already at 31 for this month. So, oh, so you we shall see what happens. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So he's extra creepy out right now. He's he's very scared of the world. He's fully torqued. Yeah, mm-hmm. ready for this pod. Yeah, and by the way, Nabil is uh, dealing with a bit of a cold, so he's um, if his voice sounds extra darker than normal, it's because of that. Sorry, ladies, I'm married. <laughs> So he's going to probably not talk as much as he normally does, but uh, what we have in store for you guys is a bunch of recommendations, a bunch of mess, best of um, kind of films. We have certain categories. Uh, without further ado, before we let's just uh, jump right into our Halloween special. Let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do. And guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there, too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code TMPALS, that's T-M-P-A-L-S, to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. So what we're gonna do here? We have categories. So we've we kind of made it. We ca- I mean we can keep the categories kind of secret up until uh, when we start doing them, of course. But uh, <laughs> uh, each now movie. We, I, I think we can. Yeah. Like, I think oh, we, we could do it. Like it's it's our trick. It's our trick or treat bag. True. Yeah. You can look at it that way, right? Although most of these should be treats, right? This is gonna be movies that we because uh, people have. I think people have even asked us in the past, like, "Hey, what are good movies <laughs> I don't to know. watch?" Right? If someone missed the assignment, it could be a bit of a trick. It's true. They're like, "I didn't know we were doing horror films." No. What are you talking about, dude? You'll never know. Yeah. 
So what we're going to do is basically we have kind of the best of certain things. And at the very end of it, too, we all are kind of revealing a movie that we would recommend overall as well. Kind of a new one that we ourselves in the last two weeks since the last podcast did a little uh, research on or we looked into watching. So without further ado again, then let's just get into our horror film breakdown. And I'm going to I will be hosting it, obviously, just to kind of keep it moving here. And then I will pick people by random. I'm going to get uh, just talk about horror in general to begin with here. There's everybody knows there's a lot of different kind of horror films and certain times, you know, there's different genres of horror. It's not just straight, you know, scary, spooky stuff, sometimes psychological horror. There's slasher films, such like that. So I'm going to start with you, Nabil, just so we can, I can tell you're struggling to talk. So I, I just need to I got to get Nabil in while he's still fresh. What is your favorite genre of horror films, Nabil? And what is your least favorite? And uh, give us some reasons why. Yeah, my favorite genre is the zombie horror slash kind of comedy uh, film. So it's it's more zombie. I I do enjoy that, but I love the the funnier aspects of it. The films like Shaun of the Dead, Zombie Land, even even kind of Army of Darkness to to an extent. Like those, I I like the fact that the silliness of reanimated corpses attacking you and going after your brains and nonstop thinking of anything else but just going you know eating live human flesh while at the same time you know trying to batter them down by bashing their skulls in with any any weapon that you can find to make it work um i think that i think just that whole concept is pretty hilarious even the more gruesome films like you know dawn of the dead still have an, an aspect of like that even though it's a bit gory, the satisfaction of just seeing the, the skull smashed in, it's just, I always just find those uh, <laughs> hilarious to see, <laughs> just the creativity that they bring out of it. It's very dark of you. If, it if is, I can it tell is. the listeners, <laughs> Bill has the biggest grin on his face, saying this with the straightest face I've ever seen. It's it's bothering me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I nipples you know, hard as fuck. You got some frustrations you got to take out. You you get a you know as as it was in Shaun of the Dead. You get a cricket bat and you just go ham on them. Okay, you know? so then what's your least favorite? Then I, I have a feeling I could guess it probably. Ironically enough, I don't like torture porn horror films. So I don't like the overly graphic and grotesque and the the films where like host the Hostel series or uh, Human Centipede series or even like The Hills Have Eyes. Like I feel that those films kind of indulge a bit too much in some of that gore and it and because it's not necessarily just you know it goes away when when it turns from a zombie film to like actual people and you're shredding human flesh or you're cutting them up into pieces and you're doing like these gruesome things those things i don't like as much i feel like it's a bit i mean i guess it is it isn't it's genre of a torture porn but i i feel like it is overindulgent and i i to me it just doesn't doesn't really do it to me so i get a bit as you guys know i get a bit more squeamish on those kind of films and i'm not always as in into watching uh the torture aspect uh when they when they have that especially like the later saw films where they just kind of go full in like i'm i'm good i don't need to see those you literally just said smashing at someone's head but oh, it's okay. a difference between right. a dead body that's a zombie versus an actual person that they're doing this it's alive and like you're hearing them scream and like there's there, there is a difference for me there's a line that you know it's one thing to say that they're dead it's another thing to uh, an actual live person you're doing that too Alrighty, and uh let's move on then what about you marco no i'm a pass dude <laughs> just awesome. kidding no <laughs> i my my personal favorite type of horror movie is the psychological thriller 
I guess things that really get to you mentally something it's weird because you could mistaken these for like hauntings and possessions but it's really like paranormal activity where it it leaves more to the imagination or um another good example without spoiling something um well, I'm gonna leave it at that. Just I'm like, like J- Jacob's ladder. I don't know. What do you? What do you? Yeah, right? you know, where, where where you're not really shown too much of the ominous presence. Um, however, if it's done well, I, I I do like it when they do when they do show more of the ominous presence. But it leaves more to the imagination, where you're kind of left within your mind thinking like, what the hell is this presence or this creature being that's you know haunting these people or hunting them down. That that sort of to me like being locked inside your mind like that during a movie I think can, can really like bring the fear out of me because I I'm always in my mind I'm always thinking so I think that's why that really appeals to me uh, I I do although I do like some of the visual stuff in in horror movies those tend to be some of my my most personal favorites um, things that I don't like in horror movies or my least favorite genre would be like your traditional hauntings or possessions like Annabelle. Uh, yeah, those types of movies where some dolls possessed. Unless it's Chucky because I actually grew up with Chucky movies. But anything like that where it's just like too over the top and it it's to the point where it, it takes you out of the movie and out of this world that you're supposed to be witnessing. Like that sort of stuff is just not for me because I get bored. It doesn't scare me at all. If anything, it's it's, you know, it's laughable to me because I'm like, all right, this is this is a little too fake, a little too over the top, you know. So, yeah, I really, I really wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't enjoy those types of movies um, at all. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what I like. Thank you, yeah. uh, Mikey, our guest once again. What about you? I know you. Uh, I mean, you've been watching quite a f- few, so I'm assuming you have flavor of the month here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really enjoy the the slasher films mainly because they're just like really straightforward. You don't really got to turn your brain on for them. Like the storyline's very basic, but uh, kind of like what Nabil was saying with his zombie flicks, I just like the creative way they can just use a knife to kill somebody. Uh, it's just kind of cool for me. Like it's like, how did they think of someone to do that? Uh, it's still creepy and scary. Like, and they have a lot of a lot of options in this category. I mean, there's Hatchet. There's, uh, you know, a million different Halloweens, a million different Jasons. You know, there's all kinds of these kind of films. So just a lot to choose from. Uh, so it's a really big category. They're really basic and straightforward, but still have a storyline to them. Yeah. Uh, and they're still creepy. So there's just uh, a lot of variety inside the same genre. That makes sense. And so huh. with that being said, then what's your least? Uh, so actually recently I kind of found out that I don't, I, I don't really care for like found footage horror. Um, <laughs> I watched a few of them this gotcha. month. Uh, and... It's not that they're bad. I just feel like they kind of struggle to tell a story because they're kind of, they have to tell it from a certain point of view. So they're kind of limited on how they can present the information, present the, you know, being and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, eh, not that I don't like them. I pretty much like every genre of horror, but uh, my least favorite ones that I've seen, at least recently, uh, that seems to come to mind. They're just kind that of limited. Sense. It, it, it's hit or miss with me on those two, to tell you the truth. It, uh, some some are really well done. Some are like very predictable. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So to be here, my favorite ones, I, I also like slasher films. So that's kind of like the classic, um, you know, 
I don't, I don't know if it's too straightforward for me. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I like all kind of horror, as you guys probably know too. So, I watch a lot of um, horror films that are kind of considered garbage, and I liked, I like, I well, Mikey knows, and Marco knows, is that, and Nabil knows. Fuck it, everyone knows. I, I, I'll go to movie theaters to go see horror films that you'd be like, I would never see that. Like, well, I fucking will. Yeah. So. I, I've been with you, <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, everyone's like, that looks terrible. Rants. And I'm all sitting there. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing that shit. So, <laughs> also, if you have a, you have a Sutter subscription too, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Yeah. So anybody that has those likes those kind of movies, I think. Uh, yeah, either that or Black Friday just made it so that I didn't, you couldn't say no to them. Basically, so those are my favorite. I like, you know, one of my first horror films I can even remember watching was like Halloween four or five, which is. Um, and it scared me as a kid, and then scream when I was growing up, you know, things like that. It just, uh, and then discovering everything else in between it worked really well. And then I'm actually on the same page as Nabil. I don't like uh, uh, torture porn, is the one that throws me off a bit. Like, I've seen all the saws, and I don't mind them, as you guys know from our spiral review, but like, hostels too much. I agree too. That's the one I always think of for some reason. That and like Saw 3, I think, or 4. One of them was like really intense, where I like, I, th- I think it was Saw 3 that was that's it one what really them? turned me off of the series. It was yeah. one where they're on like a carousel or something or a spinning thing. And I remember there was some stuff with feet and stuff. And I was like, I can't even look at this shit. Oh. I remember. Cause, See, but, I, I look at those films from a point of view like the effects team is just immaculate on those kind of movies. Oh, yeah. They're killing so it. I, right. You have to appreciate it, you know? Yeah, that's true. It, but yeah, it, it depends for me. If it's like too over the top, it's like, all right, chill out. A lot but, of them are. Yeah. My point my is like it, the focus is the gore all the time. And it's just like. It usually takes away, like all the Saw ones are, you know, you're going, you're going there to watch people get killed. Basically, you're not like, I hope the story's good. Like, I don't fuck who cares, right? So, and I think that takes away a bit. Even though, I mean, most horror films involve some kind of um, killing or perhaps, you know, some haunting that led, leads to or from a killing or such. But for the most part, I think it's one of those things that um, it just. I'll still watch them, but they're not like high on my list. If that makes sense. Let's get into our categories, though, guys. This is the fun part. So I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way so people kind of understand where we're coming from. I want to start out early, uh, kind of easy here. So our first category is, what is the best family-friendly horror film? So all you guys have to do is just tell me what you chose, and obviously you'd recommend it, and just tell us why you chose that movie. You don't really have to tell us about the movie, just, you know, so people, you could maybe if you want to, but, you know, you can kind of... If people are interested, obviously they don't want you to tell the whole movie. So I'm going to start with you, Mikey. What is your best family friendly horror film? Uh, so I went with Hotel Transylvania. Check it out. I'm a Franken homie. Yes, hello. Look at me. This is totally normal. Not a problem here. This is just a monster. Yeah, with everybody me. stepped it up tonight. Uh, right now it's, it's streaming on Hulu. So it's easy to watch. A lot of people have oh, it. Look at you. And uh, so it's, it's just, it's Dracula owns a hotel. Uh, and it's very friendly. I mean, it's a cartoon, so it's super family friendly already. Um, and it's got all the classic monsters in it in a fun way. Um, and then they got like this really just ridiculous kid that's like running into this hotel, like kind of not even knowing it's a monster hotel. Um, so it's just got some fun aspects to it. It's real silly. Um, it's kind of fun as well, just along the movie. And then I kind of, I guess, quote unquote, cheated a little bit. I kind of asked my uh, brother's kids like what their favorite Halloween movie was, and oh, this son is the of one a they bitch. told me. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just it's a real fun movie. I like it myself. Here, I watched it not, I watched it a couple days ago. Yeah, and it's just a really fun overall movie. So you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I've uh, 
I've seen the first. I know there's a fourth one now, right? I haven't seen that. But yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, my parents actually really like that series. So for some reason, they 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 like it a lot. But I agree, that's a really, it's a good one. It's very family friendly. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually funnier than it, it appears. By the way, too. Yeah, it it's real off. goofy, but not goofy to like make it silly, like mm-hmm. kind of off-putting. It's just just a regular amount of comedy, in my opinion. Sounds good, Marco. What is your pick for a family-friendly movie? Mine is Gremlins. Dad, it's, it's really neat. Where did you get this? Oh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I pick him up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. I hope he's housebroken. Hmm. Oh, isn't he cute? Has it got a name, Dad? Yeah, Magwai. What? Magwai. I don't know, some Chinese word. Nice. I have very fond memories of watching this movie when I was young with my brother, with my dad and mom. And it, it used to scare me a little bit as a kid, but you know, as I grew up, I just it, it turned more into enjoyment. I think it's got a really nice balance of silliness mixed with some horror elements in, in there to kind of slowly introduce a younger audience into horror or the horror genre. I actually have seen this movie with younger family too, and they've really enjoyed it. I actually have a recent memory from last year's Halloween, uh, marathoning Halloween movies, and Gremlins was one of them. And it's a really fond memory they'll always remember for uh, for a long time. And it's the first movie that popped into my head when I read this question, and I was like, "It's hands down Gremlins." Um, <laughs> you know. You, so many quotable lines in that movie, uh, so many memorable scenes as well. All the rules involved in the movie, you know, don't feed them after midnight, don't get them wet, keep them away from bright lights, all that stuff. I think this really adds to the lore of of the uh, the movie. So and that's also the rules for yeah. me after midnight too. I uh, yeah, <laughs> you got to keep James safe. So please don't do that. I I made the mistake of feeding him after midnight once, and I regretted it one night. No, I love late night. I love the uh, gizmo too. So. <laughs> Your bathroom never forgave yeah. you, huh? No. <laughs> Jack in the box at one a.m. It's not a good combo. Yeah, if you have a HBO Max subscription, I think it's streaming on there still for free, so you can check it out there. Nice. And yeah, Bill? I was actually surprised it's PG. Sorry, Sorry to kind of cut in. No, no, but... no problem. No, yeah, it's PG. Yeah, it was but I was sad, it before yeah. the Temple of Doom. That's why. Yeah, Mikey and I were looking this up, and it's before Temple of Doom, so it's be it's it's actually the same year, but um, before they made the change after the yeah, Temple they're not playing anyone's heart out no. in this movie, quite frankly. But <laughs> I mean, they're pretty close. There's some scenes in there. Every though. time the Bill talks in this episode, I I have to just make sure it's him, dude. I lit it a I lit like a imposter. cigarette up just to try to sound like him. Now I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I was like, that ain't the Bill. Who the who the fuck is this guy? He's like, keep listening to cool jazz on ninety five point three. Okay, so the Bill, sorry. Uh, what what are your pick for family friendly? Uh, mine is the Adams Family Values. Becky, what's going on? Wednesday. You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. That's the 93 film, not the 
new Adam Family cartoon reboots. Um, Wait, is this the sequel honestly, to the other one? Though? Yeah, this is the sequel. Not even the first one, but the actual yeah, sequel. Yes. Um, that, the sequel actually has a better Rotten Tomato score than the first like, one. I well. remember as a kid, I don't, I don't remember liking the sequel for some reason. Yeah. Or you it's know what I'm thinking of? To, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the goddamn directed mo- a DVD one with Louise Guzman that came out eventually. Remember that one? Oh no, yeah, that's different. <laughs> I do remember sorry. that one, and that is not the same. You guys know what I'm talking about, though, right? It was made yeah, shortly yeah, after because yeah. yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, Rose Julia was really sick during. Uh, Adam's family values. That's why. Sorry, I'm taking away from you. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. That's. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. No, Adam's family values. It's so. It is a sequel. They added. They add a. They they have a kid. Uh, so there's a little baby there. What's what I like about it is just Adam Adam's family in general. You know, it's got its gothic kind of uh visage just throughout the whole thing and it's, so it definitely has a scary moments there's a there's a wednesday adam especially she's torturing her brother what's nice about what's funny about this so from a family friendly is that they go to a camp and so they're torturing the little kids over there in uh in a mean-spirited way but but they you know it's still silly there's a baby going after the fester's wife um and kind of making her life hell and it's just in a, in a hilarious funny way and you would be scared of gomez and morticia but you also find them endearing as parents so you don't you're not really too fearful of them um just just all that aspect of like it's a family dynamic and you've got everybody's individual personality but they just skew more into darker side of things but not it doesn't ever lean into anything that's too brutal or horrific i think it's it's a fun family film Nice. Yeah, I actually, I've been re- meaning to try to rewatch those, tell you the truth. I haven't seen those in a long time. Well, it is on Paramount Plus, so you can watch them both on there. Nice. Thank you. And um, actually, the animated one is not too bad either, by the way. I saw that recently. Yeah, I've heard that those are actually really good, too. Yeah, and they made a sequel there. I like the fact that there's like a new generation kind of getting into this, even though it's animated, that, you know, Plus they're gonna it's have actually the, doing pretty the well. Wednesday show as well, so. Right, that's right. Coming which is coming out in November, though, which is like, man, they missed the Halloween market, really? Missed it. But yeah, it's on a Wednesday, though. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> I guess. I mean, spooky. It's spooky time, guys. Spooky Marcus. My choice is also Gremlins, actually. I chose Gremlins as well. Because, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even... Did I, I watched it as a kid, too, I think. But I, I don't really remember it until later on in life. But I recently watched... I watched it, too, with my nieces, my niece and nephew last year. When they were living with us, we watched uh, Gremlins, and they... I liked it, so it's definitely one of those movies that um, it's a little spooky, but once again, I don't think it's too mm-hmm. creepy for a kid to watch. And um, Gizmo is just adorable too. So he, yeah, the he cuteness is. of him cancels out some of the scary, because you know, like Stripe. The creepiness Stripe is, is when so, the yeah. the creepy part for me when I was a kid was the when they put the water on and he was getting the gremlins out of his back. Like that was just creepy. Just him they going multiplies. through it and like boiling over. Yeah, it's like that yeah. was always scary. It's cool. He's just a person. Or the mom, the mom fight in the kitchen scene, and she's like fighting off the. Oh, that the was gremlins. just funny. And then she disposal. Yeah, just yeah. 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 There, yeah. Next category, guys. This one is the best horror film from the year you were born. So, Marco, we're gonna start with you. Yours is from 1972. What is your choice? <laughs> you gotta go back further, buddy. Mine's from 1956. They called them no, talkies uh, <laughs> back then. Charlie Chaplin. I, I almost wished. I almost wished I was born a year later or a year earlier. Oh, for your choice. I have. N- 
Yeah, I have not seen a single movie, horror movie, that was made in 1983. Unreal, right? Really? I've seen a bunch from 82, a bunch from 84. I've never seen any from 83. Oh, you might have to change So one. I had to yeah. choose one. What's yeah, your pick? So I, so I chose... Actually, cor- correction. I did. I have seen one, but I, I couldn't... Oh, Hi, Bailey. Sorry. Oh, he's very he's very happy about my about my choice. Yeah. So I I went with the one. I actually correction. I have seen one, but I I don't want to choose it because it's it's horrible. So okay, but I will give it an honorable mention. My favorite is Cujo. Cujo. Oh my God, you're rabbit. Out of all of them, I've never seen it, oh, but okay. um, it's one that I've always wanted to see. That and uh, the good. dog just looks fucking scary. There's so that actual scene. Um, I always remember this. It's kind of creepy because someone's in the dog costume on one scene. I don't know if you guys know. And then like, <laughs> he does like a jump, and it's like a person in there. No, but it looks fucking scary though, because it's like, oh my god, it's like Jeez. it's unsettling. The practical very, effects. Yeah, it's a very unsettling yeah. scene. It's like fuck. Um, yeah, pretty you sure tell the person seen. though if you already know. <laughs> If you like know what scene it is, you can kind of tell. Oh, you can definitely but, tell. Yeah. You can yeah. tell what's you can tell the shot too. This is fucking hilarious. But yeah, what was yeah. the other movie? The then? one I have seen, uh, Jaws 3D. Oh, you could have chose that. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times. It's hilarious too. I mean, hey, that's fine. Okay, so yours was Cujo, but I mean, you should you should check that out. I would recommend it. I want to say it's yeah, I want to definitely should watch it. Voodoo, by the way. It's it's a classic. Yeah. Uh, based on uh, Stephen King's first thing he ever wrote, too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nabil, what about you? What year is yours from? <laughs> not to not to age myself with this voice, ladies, but uh, I was <laughs> I was born in born in 1987, um, and my film is Evil Dead Two. Groovy. Oh, good choice. Yeah. That's a great yeah, yeah, I think it's a solid film. If you guys want to know uh, why, that, yeah. yeah, check out our podcast. Uh, we've, right? we've already got the podcast going, <laughs> so it's a, a strong film um, in the Raimi universe of trio films, or I guess four. Um, but yeah, it's soon to be five. It's, yeah. it's an awesome film. Yeah, soon to be five. Nice. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Uh, so I benefited from Marco's one year gap because I was born in 82. Uh, oh, so there's nice. like a plethora of horror movies in 82. Uh, but I picked Poltergeist. Yeah, there are you, son of a bitch. There's no death. It is only a transition to a different sphere of consciousness. Caroline is not like those she's with. She is a living presence in their spiritual earthbound plane. Yeah, big Poltergeist. Huh? Uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's got a, it's got a, a lot of like good effects. Still, I watched it recently. I actually, I, I think James, you watched it recently too. I, think I, I saw. Yeah, your, I literally just saw it box. like last week because it got a 4K release, so they cleaned it up big yeah. time. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, I thought that the effects still kind of held up a little bit. I mean, some of them are kind of dated a little bit. I think but, it looks good. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's got like the good creep up to like the the maximum scariness that the movie gets to. So. I just think it's a really good movie. It's really well designed, and uh, it's just a good movie overall. Good storyline, good everything. And once again, a PG movie that is yeah. like 
on the border because there's a scene where the guy goes to the bathroom and he's like tearing his face apart and shit and i was like yeah oh yeah he's like tripping down yeah i was like i don't know if this is i don't know if this is pg this might be a little scary for the kids man well i was bored in 1988 (laughs) so i didn't have a lot of choices either by the way i thought a lot of movies this year were dog shit so the only good movie that i can even remotely say and i'm not even a huge fan but because this is the you know we had to look into it Mine would be a Child's Play, actually. came out in 88. I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut. Did you fuck with me? I'm not a huge fan of the original stuff. I think it's... Solid choice. I think personally, though, that the early on, first is not bad. I even like the second, but then after that, it just... There's a lull until the later ones, especially in the middle section. And you just... Yeah. You've just marathon like you went through the whole series and and movies. Yes, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, season two of Chucky is out playing right now. Just to let everybody know it's a great one. But for instance, uh, Child's Play is playing uh, currently. If you want to check it out, it's on AMC Plus. So if you have that, it is on there right now. And um, that would be my choice, just because it's funny too. Because even there's a couple scenes in Child's Play where it's like a little person as the doll, and he runs across in the kitchen. And I think that's probably the best scene. But it's also kind of funny if you think about it. So <laughs> I've always talked to like Chucky. Like I was like, Chucky, you've even got a drop on me. I'm like, like, get the fuck off me. You know, like, dude, what the fuck's going on here? But he's trying to stab you with the knife, though. Step, step, step. Oh, he weighs you. fucking six pounds. I just throw him off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marco sent me a video where I just toss. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. And he's just speaking Spanish. <laughs> he sent me like a Spanish version. I'm like, dude, he sounds fucking weird. <laughs> that's the best guy they could choose. <laughs> so we're gonna go decades here guys 80s 90s kind of 10,000 10s I guess I don't know what you call them thousands Hots. tens whatever I'm gonna start with you yeah, Mikey Hots. what is your choice for the best film horror film of the 80s uh, so I, since I, I had 82 as my birth year and I couldn't decide between two films I just picked the other film I wanted to pick Piece of uh, shit. in this one uh, so I picked The Thing which was also done in 1982 what do you got in mind, McCready? A little test. My windows. You and Palmer, tie everybody down real tight. What for? For your health. Come on, let's rush him. He's not going to blow us all up. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, let's do what Max says. I mean, uh, he wasted Norris pretty quick, didn't he? That's close enough, Clark. He ain't tying me up. Then I'll have to kill you, child. And uh, it just got a, a good storyline. It's one of the first horror movies I watched, so it's kind of like a, you know just a kind of an intro into the this you know the genre that I love now. So, but it's got a lot of practical effects, which is kind of like my jam in general. So, yes. and it's you know it's a bunch of people off in the middle of nowhere that have no contact with people, so it's just kind of creepy in that kind of aspect. And uh, the creatures look absolutely ridiculous. Like, just insanely complex when they didn't need to be, but they were still cool looking. Oh, yeah. So, uh, overall, I just loved the movie. I thought it was really cool. I'm going to jump in. My choice as well is The Thing. That is actually one of my favorite movies, just to let you know. So, 4K remaster just came out last year as well. I watched it um, last Halloween with my nephew and niece, too. Probably a little too young for my nephew. He had nightmares for like three and a half weeks. It was insane. Kept waking up. And crying. I just want to give a shout out. Holy oh, man. Dude, dude, he told oh, me he could hang, too. Told me he could hang, and I was like, all right. I'm, I'm not a good babysitter, apparently. 
and uh, <laughs> we were watching it, and, it, and it's the, the the first scene where you go into the dog pen, and like the guy's just like a huge creature. He just started like freaking out, and I was like, "You good?" <laughs> watched the whole thing though, and then he just kept yeah, having nightmares. Yeah, I watched the like 4K years. version as well, um, yeah. and it is on Peacock oh, yeah. though if you want to see it and don't oh, have nice. the 4K version. So yeah. it yeah. is available. And funny enough, I would also jump in and say the thing was my choice as well. <laughs> Big John Carpenter Because it's just fan. that good of a movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is just great. And like Mikey, you were saying with the practical effects, like, I mean, between just seeing people being set on fire, you know, the, the gory scenes with just the cavity being chest open, even though, you know, it's, it's kitschy for an 80s, it still does hold up pretty well. The fact that they're in the frozen tundra and yeah, Antarctica, it, it's right? very eerie and Antarctica and it's, it's kind of an eerie vibe to it because you you really are alone one of those it's not like you're in the middle of the woods kind of thing it's it's a different kind of setting and you don't you're fighting with both the elements and this crazy monster and it's not in space you know it's great so it, it kind of adds to that you know what's great too in that just adding to bill it's just like it's 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 also about like um like they don't know who to trust too on top of it it's not exactly. just an alien and film. so it's, it's a part of a mystery yeah, yeah. it's like a who done it and like who who's really on your side and people backstabbing everybody and you know yeah so that leaves you, Marco. What about you? What is your favorite 80s horror film? Well, shit. Mine's also The Thing. No, I'm just kidding. I've never <laughs> seen it, but I want to. You've never seen The Thing? You have Whoa, to see that film. No, I've, see I've never, I've never seen it. That, that and the remake, was... which really isn't a remake. It's a sequel almost, basically. No, kind it's, of, actually, yeah. it's a prequel. Yeah. I, I couldn't find oh, it yeah, yeah. anywhere for free, so that's why I was going to watch it as part it's of this. It's on, ironically. It's on Peacock, baby. Yeah, I for, yeah, I know. I, I Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that, dude. You have to watch that this week. Like, I don't care what you do the rest of this fucking week. Yeah. Make sure it, you watch that, dude. That is man. like one of Kurt Russell's like best movies, in my opinion, too. He no, looks, I, I hear nothing but good things about so it. He looks so goddamn good in that movie, man. Like he's just whole head of hair, fucking thick beard, just ice and shit, just looking dope. I don't know, whatever. Let me put my <laughs> shirt back on, anyways. <laughs> no, mine is uh, 1986, The Fly, with Jeff Goldblum. Jealous. You're changing, Seth. Everything about you is changing. You look bad. You smell bad. I've never been much of a bather. Good choice. Uh, I love this fucking movie, and it freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid. It's uh, it's practical effects, you know, also look really good and creepy. I mean, they haven't aged you know, too, too well, they, but they're no, still like... I mean, I saw this last year, remember? I told you. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Finally. I, I'd watched parts of it as a kid. It's not like I hadn't seen it, but I think it still holds up pretty well, man. The special effects. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Disturbing. To, to me, I, I agree. Just to some people, maybe they won't, but yeah, I agree. They they hold up to me. I, I would watch this movie a lot to freak myself out. Like, my brother and I would watch it late at night, and th- there's always that arm wrestling scene when he, like first comes out uh, yeah. after he's you know been sort of transformed into the quote-unquote you know the fly or brendel fly and he freaking breaks the guy's freaking wrist open and i'm like, like holy shit dude as his deterioration increases more and more and he's training more and more into like an insect like it's gross to see him like just completely falling apart yeah. and that I petrified me as a kid dude, dude, like, that, i remember that, like, scared the crap when i was out of me. watching it i was Mark, I was like god damn he's ugly as fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. It's so nasty. The, I was the, like, ooh, he looks gooey. <laughs> but the scene that really would freak me the fuck out was the nightmare scene where yeah, uh, where um with the baby? The the woman played 
played by uh oh my gosh her name's on the tip of my tongue gina davis one of my childhood favorites uh she's like having a nightmare about having uh seth brundle's baby and like it's a fucking larva i'm like holy shit dude that's pretty fucking freaky oh it would always give me nightmares so big cutthroat island fan huh nice <laughs> league of their own man yeah, no, I I agree. Cronenberg's. I I try to watch. I start. I tried going through a lot of his movies, but man, I don't think outside of the fly, I don't think it really works for me. A lot of his movies, it's just uh, the body horror that he's uh, that he's known for is pretty intense. So, all yeah, right, agreed. That's eighties. Guess what, guys? Next one's the nineties. I'm gonna start with you, Mikey. What is your favorite horror film from the nineties? Um, so I just watched this one today, actually, Damn. and I picked from Dust Till Dawn. Let's see if you taste as good as your brother. I know oh, it's like okay. not everybody's like pick for like the best movie, but it's just like got some kind of like thing to it. I watch this one every single year in October. I wonder and why. I just, <laughs> well, I just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like it's a good movie. Like it's yeah, sure. it's a vampire yeah. movie. If you guys didn't know, um, it's got like a good style to it. It's not just about vampires. There's other stuff going on in the movie. Yeah. And then when the vampires are introduced, it gets kind of wild pretty quick. So it actually feels different up until that point. Yeah. It yeah. It's really a different kind of film like until you get to that point. Then, yeah. Yeah. I think it was written by Quentin Tarantino, right? Yes, written by Quentin Tarantino. He also plays in it, and then Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. So. Nice choice, man. I did not expect that for 90s. Marco, what is your choice for your favorite horror film from the 90s? Uh, mine is 1997's Mimic by Guillermo del Toro. Sometimes an insect will evolve to mimic its predator. Fly can look like a spider. A caterpillar can look like a snake. The Judas evolved to mimic its predator. Nice. Um, I'm on, I'm on a little bit of a of a theme here. It's another insect based horror. I know, movie. weird, right? Insects, and giant I, I, insects. I'm freak also me assuming the fuck out. you've seen the director's cut of this, right? I have not seen oh the director's cut. Of this. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know one existed. Oh my Actually. god, that's like the god, get it? Can you just leave now, please, and watch the thing <laughs> mimics director's cut? Yeah, that's the one to watch, man. It's but long, I, I, though. I like the whole. I, you know, that doesn't deter me. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. I'm like, it's right yeah. up your alley, bro. I guarantee you love that fucking thing. Now I'm down to check it out. But yeah, I would see this movie a lot, especially when it came on uh, to rent on video. So um, it, it it's just a, a crazy idea about like mutating insects in order to, you know, combat other insects and it goes horribly wrong and. That that whole like premise for me was interesting. The fact that like the uh, these like new newer giant insects could like uh, sort of like manipulate you know themselves to look like humans in the dark and shit was always fucking freaky. There's always that that scene from the trailer where like the woman is approaching one of them in the subway station and you see it's like one of the giant bugs and it's like always freaky. So it's liked it. I like the whole uh, the look to it, the premise. Um, I haven't really watched it recently, so I don't know if the special effects hold up, but James got me interested in the director's cut, so I may just check that out. Yeah, I would definitely check out the director's cut of that one, too. Um, it's been a while since I saw that one, but I remember liking it, too, if I recall correctly. Yeah, for I the last remember time I did it was uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I, I've, I did a um, 
thing where I watched all of his movies at one at one time but many years ago. And um I always remember the scene where they find the um I guess, I don't want to spoil it. Like in the in the sewers. There's a lot of scenes in the sewers in this fucking movie, yeah. just so you know. Just so there's a scene where they uncover the creature and it's fucking creepy. So Yeah. Cool. What about you, Nabil, for the nineties? My pick is nineteen ninety nine's The Blair Witch Project. Woke up this morning, just like two seconds ago. And there are piles of rocks outside of our tent. There are three actually. I am seriously fucking positive these were not here. How would we have, like, just made a campsite in between three piles of rocks just by coincidence? (laughs) You don't think this is strange? And uh, I know that Mikey wasn't a big fan of the found footage, but this was one of the first mainstream ones, if not probably one of the the first ones that appealed to uh, the masses that... The idea of it being set kind of like a documentary and being out in the woods and you think it is something that's found. I remember as a kid, there was a myth around it saying it was no, real. And yeah, This is so before you didn't the really internet know. was really popular. So people were like, I don't know. It's yeah. real. Like uh, the people showed up to the fucking red carpet premiere. So I'm pretty, <laughs> exactly. pretty sure they're fine. Right. But it was their names too, you know, like they're playing themselves, um, kind of, you know, at least. So you didn't really know, like, did this really still happen? It was the to them? marketing like, too. Happened? Remember, like the the, the oh, fucking they did trailers so well. made it sound like this is like uh, untold. But everyone's like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. that? And that was weird, right? Is that real? It's one of those earlier ones where they try to trick you that it's like based on a true story and shit. Yeah, and there's no credits, I think, at the end, right? No, it just kind of ends. Just and and what's funny there. is when I was a uh, when I first saw the film, I was living abroad, and I had one of the my my uh, my uncle. He had owned a video rental shop, and he got screeners of all these films, and he got a screener of the Blair Witch. And I was living abroad at the time, so he brought that over for us to see when he visited. And it cuts right at the end before they go into the house. So to me, I never. I thought that's how it ended, and I was always freaked out. Saying, oh, you missed what the, happened to I them? Mean, I truly, you missed the scariest part, technically. Well, I know, and yeah. then I, I watched it again and saw them like at the at what happened the to them in the house, shit, yeah. and I was, so for the whole t- longest time, like for years, because I never got my hands on it, I didn't know how it ended, and it freaked me out even more because I'm like, whatever happened to those guys? Like, did they actually make it or anything like that? So it was always funny to finally be able to see it and say, oh, it got even worse than I thought it was, you know, where, where it ends. So that is that is funny because yeah. I remember there was like the butt of a lot of jokes too around the time because um, oh yeah, <laughs> where he's just standing at the wall, yeah, especially that. Uh, but like, it was, it was funny. some people didn't like it. It's sl- it's a bit slower paced. There's a lot of it is shock and awe. Like you got to pay attention to the movie. I think it's not. I don't think it's bad. I I, I found. I think, it's, I think they do a good especially job. Especially early with what on, they put together. If you if you pay attention, like there's a lot of like foreshadowing in that movie too, which mm-hmm. is pretty. It's pretty well done. I think so. And it is streaming like everywhere. So it's on Prime. I saw it's on HBO Max, Peacock, Hulu, Paramount. Oh, but like everybody's got this. So everybody's can, got a copy of the Blair Witch. <laughs> like run it back. I guess I don't know. He's got actually the, uh, the the other one too. Just the one that's just called Blair Witch. Uh, James recommended it, and I watched it this year. Um, and it's actually really good as well. Uh, I, I liked it as, just as much as I liked the, the Blair Witch Project. So, oh, really? Was there like a kind of a pseudo sequel? I know there was yeah. like a two that we don't talk the, about. Yeah, the two. Well, Nabil wouldn't know because one, he but. was supposed to go with me to goddamn Alamo Draft yeah. House when this movie came out and he couldn't make it. So, who did I, I, I don't even with? remember until obviously. Yeah. No, we still you went know, home with it. I came back enough. and I was like, we got to go. So. <laughs> I kind of like the sequel a little bit. Which one? Really? The 2016 sequel? Book of Shadows? Yeah. Yeah. 
damn. Yeah, uh, uh, Book of Shadows was, wasn't the greatest. Book, that was, yeah, Book that of was Shadows, not the same film. Oh. Yeah, if you if you watch the 2016 movie, it's actually a sequel to the original Blair Witch, and then um, there's a video game out too that's a inset in between. There is both. a video, and it's and it's pretty creepy. Yeah, I haven't beat it, but yeah. I played. I'm close to beating that game. I've gotten a few hours into it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty creepy. So yeah, a good choice though, man. Mine, is, as no surprise, is 1996's Scream. So that's my favorite film from the 90s. Hello. Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? That is a return of horror slasher films. Um, Wes Craven, great movie. You got once again earlier this year we did a marathon on this. If you guys want to know all about it, go back there. Um, it it is currently streaming as well on um, Paramount Plus actually right now. So that is, I think that's a solid one. I remember that was also a film that came when it came out. There was a lot of hype around it, and I remember people going back multiple times to go watch it and so on and so forth. I was a little too young at that time, but I eventually did see it and. Um, I don't know. It just cemented more me of liking horror films, I guess. And it's kind of like a modern day twist on it, too. With, you know, people that are aware of horror films becoming murderers and blah, blah. So I always have found that really well done. They also have like a movie twist on it, too, right? Yeah. So it's kind of they're like basing everything off of a movie they watched. Yeah. What were you mm-hmm. saying, Marco? Uh, this was almost my pick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a good choice, though. That's a good one. Would you say that yeah. it's like you're uh, almost inspired you or helped kind of was your gateway into loving slasher films as a whole? It probably um it probably helped, I guess. I didn't really get into horror until one of probably my top like late films. high school, probably early college days too. So I had to find myself. No, but I, I agree <laughs> with you, man. It's it's one of the best like slasher films and uh, it definitely kind of helped like bring that genre Back into the mainstream again. All right. So, uh, what is your guys? We're going to move on now to the uh, 2000s here, I guess, or whatever um, the bill was calling it. The aughts, right? The, the aughts. Whatever. What call it, it's yeah. just the 2000s to me. So, <laughs> the, the blows. I'm going to start this one out. My favorite one is 2008's Let the Right One In. Take it on me. Oh, yet Hade du tyckt om mig ändå? Ja, det här är jag väl. Mm. Varför frågar du det? Which is uh, currently streaming on Prime Video. It's the original Swedish version of the film. I've, I think it's, I, I gave it at the time five out of five stars too. I think it's one of the best movies I actually have, probably like top ten I've ever seen actually. It's a coming of age and a horror film. About a little girl that's a, Spoiler, she's a vampire, and then she befriends a, a boy that's living a really rough life in her apartment complex. And there's an American remake that I actually saw with Nabil, where we had to decode a fucking Morse code to find out the location, which was fucking insane, I remember at the time, just to get to the secret screening. And then now there's yeah, a fucking TV show with uh, <laughs> Damien Bichir or something. Wait, there's a TV right? show now? Yeah, just came out. But I'm yeah. not, I mean, it's like, wow, fuck, man. Okay. You guys are re- making this many too many times. But um, I love, I absolutely loved it. 
So it's one of those films not a lot of people uh, know about the original Swedish version, or maybe they do, but they haven't seen it. But if um, if you're looking for a really solid one, 2008's Let, uh, let the Right One In. It's great. So It's a great pick. Yeah, awesome. it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Mikey, what about you? What is your choice for the odds? Uh, so I really wanted to pick this one earlier, but we didn't do the 70s. So I picked Dawn of the Dead. Because I couldn't pick the 79 version, so I just picked it here. Uh, I think this version is pretty good too. So Zach, I just Zach uh, and it's up. a zombie movie. So yeah. yeah, Zack Snyder. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's got a good uh, group of people that are inside the. You know, it's in a mall, um, and uh, you know, it's got the the standard crazy people that are always messing things up in a zombie movies. So it's kind of that classic, but it's got a really good take on everybody. Uh, and it's got all the stuff that Nabil was talking about when he said he likes zombies movies. It's got some crazy uh, head smashing. And I want to say this uh, is, are the zombies fast in this one, right? Yeah, they're a little faster than normal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the start of them being fast, I remember. Because they're like running and shit in this one, like, oh my god. Yep. Nice, nice They're pick. still slow ones too, but yeah, they're running as well. Yeah. It's good. Nice. Uh, what about you, Marco? Uh, mine is 2007's Wreck. is actually the it's it's short for record That's no way it's for, but it is it's, for, it's yeah it's for the uninitiated it's the original spanish version of 2008's quarantine and it's mm-hmm. the much better version and it's basically like sort of found footage it's like a news crew following it, um a group of firefighters and yeah. trying to make a show on the day of the life of and they answer a call to a building that has like uh something weird happening to it and it ends up getting quote unquote quarantined and they're just trying to survive the night while these like while people are getting turned into like these strange creatures or they're getting killed by these strange creatures and stuff like that and it has it like it, it doesn't really show a lot but it shows enough for you to get frightened of like what's going on but it has one of the fucking scariest endings like i was watching it at pitch dark i was dating someone at the time and she was the one that recommended we watch it because i hated quarantine and she was like you gotta watch the original so we did and i was like holy fuck i was saying holy fuck the entire time during this like last scene and it is just fucking freaky and to this day it still freaks me out so that's why i chose it as my uh 
top film of the arts. Controversial thing. I I used to think quarantine's okay. Just let you know. Just I know it's. I have seen Wreck, wow. Wreck, and Wreck Two. You can watch them back to back. It's it immediately takes place after. I think those are great movies nice. too. Wreck Three is fucking garbage though. And the one afterwards, <laughs> there's another one too. Oh my god, it's so fucking. Oh, bad. I didn't know there was three and four. There's fucking four of them, dude. Yeah, I didn't know it was a franchise. Yeah. But uh, first one still hits. Yeah. So. If you have not seen Wreck Two, I'd highly recommend it. It literally takes place seconds yeah. after she's something. Something happens to her. <laughs> yeah, it's seconds later. Jesus. Yeah. First, the first one is I think free with a two B subscription, and then if not, you can rent it on um, Apple TV. Nice. Uh, what about you, uh, Neville, for the odds? Well, my favorite film of the odds is actually one of my favorite films, so I'm not listing it on here. So this is an alternate uh, film that I love in the 2000s. That uh, and that's... That what are you <laughs> it's The Strangers. Um, which I know is a bit controversial because pe- people don't think it's a great slasher film. But it's a great it's, movie. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I yeah, I know it's not been rated really high. It's like critically not seen well. But I I think it's it's a home invasion film, but still you know very it's it's bare bones. It's it's a very intimate home invasion film to say where you it's just really a couple and then these three strangers that come in and the scenario that it comes in has actually put in the thought of like having home invasion and it actually happening that way seem a bit more real when i saw that film to this day the the fact that uh, you know the way they the knife plays are and what they do to live tyler and her husband at the end is is one of the most like one of my greatest fears of, of dying essentially is getting slowly stabbed like that. So it's, um, it's, it's just, it is a very bare bones film, but it amps up a lot of the kind of the, the terrifying terror part of it, the more, more so than the horror aspect of it. And you're just uneasy throughout. You don't know what's coming around. You don't know what these guys are trying to do. Um, and you know, because of that, it still kind of terrifies me to this, I think to I, this day. I think that still has like one of the best scenes too, where she's in the kitchen and then you can only the audience can see that the guy's like coming out of the shadows in the back and then goes back into him. Yeah. It's kind of like a blink and you miss moment. And it's like, um, yeah, that no, that I I actually really like that movie as well. That's a really solid one. The sequel is terrible though, once again. But yeah, the sequel is bad. And then they <laughs> are they are remaking it like by that, the right? way. Just let you know, mm-hmm. they're gonna remake. Or are they really? Yeah, they're working on a remake. So. Oh. Who knows why? But yeah, good choice, man. I haven't I haven't actually seen that one in a while. Yeah. Okay, so this one this is a little bit different now. It's a 2010 to 2021, just because I was like, you know. I didn't want to leave 2021 out of there, I guess, in 2020. Because they'd be like, what's your favorite movie of this year, I guess? But so Some might from, call that cheating. Yeah, a little bit. So this is really random how I set this up. But it makes sense. Because then we do have a 2022 one afterwards, followed by underrated films and such like that. So, Mikey, starting with you then. For this strange 2010 to 2021 time range, what was your favorite horror film from this period? Uh, I chose the It remake. Georgie. 
Um, yes, please. You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. Three, but my brother's my best ass. Where is he? In bed, sick. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. From 2017. It's on HBO Max I'm assuming Max you're right now. just including them both as like one movie, right? Uh, I mean, if I had to choose one, I'd choose part one over part two. But they're both really good, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I, I think the first part, the the part one part, I mean, they're both really long, by the way, too. So just be prepared when you're watching it. But they're really good. Like, overall, just storyline is really good. The kids act really well in the movie. And then the adults in the second one, uh, you know, there's a time jump. And it's all the same characters, basically. Um, but both of them are really done very well. Uh you know, Bill Sarsgaard does a fantastic job playing Pennywise, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like clowns uh, in general. Like, it just in creepy movies, clowns are like the number one thing that are just like automatically scary. It's just for some strange reason. Yeah, right? a little. Yeah. A little so uneasiness, right? Yeah, it's just kind of like, why do they look all happy, but they're gonna kill people? So. Uh, but yeah, it's really done well. I mean, it's got a lot of creepy stuff to it. Like I said, the kids are going through some some wild things throughout the movie, and uh, everybody does a good job acting. And I think it's one of my favorites overall, not just for this time zone. So yeah, and that was one of our early um, podcast reviews. Was it part one with the TV special, yes, and then later on it part two? Just to let you know. So we we have definitely seen those movies. Great choice, Mikey. Yeah, that was a really good one, Marco. Let's go with you. What's your choice, man? So this was really tough for me. But I ended up with my final selection as 2018's Hereditary. So fine, then say what you want to say then. Peter. I don't want to say anything. I've tried saying Okay, things. so try again. Release yourself. Oh, release you, you mean? Yeah, fine. Release me. Just say it. Just fucking say it. Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? All I do is worry and slave and defend you. And all I get back is that fucking face on your face. So full of disdain and resentment and always so annoyed. Well, now your sister is dead. And I know you miss her. And I know it was an accident. And I know you're in pain. And I wish I could take that away for you. I wish I could shield you from the knowledge that you did what you did. But your sister is dead. I was almost. I, I just let you know. I almost did that too. So, yeah, I, it's yeah, it's it's an incredible, incredible horror movie. And I know I said earlier that you know some possession and haunting movies are my least favorite, but this is one that actually this is one that does it right. And I saw this actually with my boy James here. Yeah, and uh, a known so, person that is should not be named. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, man, it was uh, such a great experience overall. I think that the movie still hits. I saw it recently, like a couple years ago. I think during the pandemic, had family over, and uh, obviously you couldn't do anything, so we just you know watched. <laughs> you were like, we want to watch Hereditary? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be like a pick me up. Let's film, watch right? this movie in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Every scary part still hits. Every freaky part is still incredible. I think it had a, a great, I guess, mix of practical and CG effects in it. Yeah, there. And it it really pays off in the end. So, um, yeah, definitely my favorite through twenty twenty one. 
super shocking scenes too in the very beginning. Oh like my the, god, yeah. the main yeah. scene in the beginning. Yeah, there's super shocking. You don't expect dude. it at all if you've never seen it. So, Ari Aster is great, man. I, I can't wait for his next film, whatever it's going to be. So, same, whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. Same here. Uh, Nabil, what about you, buddy? This weird, strange. Fun. Yeah, funny years. enough, I also picked Hereditary um, as my pick. Sounds for the, depressed. Sorry, sir. Decade. Boom, baby. <laughs> no, you know this. This to me, putting a clown nose on. <laughs> this film, I think, really embodied the kind of the mystery horror genre because there's a lot of those kind of films that come up where it's kind of nothing really happens until suddenly it ramps up and like. Even with like a tragic event happening to this family, nothing terrifying inherently really happens. But the aura of the film is just unsettling until you're like literally hit in the face, pun intended, uh, and the things start to unravel. And then like it starts just quickly amping up the terror factor in each scene until mm-hmm. you reach the end. And that that I think is like uh, really well executed because there are some other films that have come out, especially in, in the last decade, that have tried to imitate that, and some have more success than others. Some of them are just too slow um, up until they just throw shit in your face at the end. But I think this just found that perfect balance and you you really just couldn't tell where it was going, but it was crazy in every scene, especially after like a, a big moment in the film happens and you're just like, you know, the unexpected is is everywhere. And where it ends, you don't even know that it's going to go that way. You're like, what the fuck? This is what the film's been the whole time. Like, you, you just don't expect it. So it's it's great. It's, a, it's, a, it's also a movie that too. makes you, like, think a lot, even after the movie's done. Yeah, That's a movie where I was like, god damn, I keep thinking about this. So. Mm-hmm. Well, then, this is strange, because my pick is all... No, it, mine actually is an Ari Aster film. It's 2019's uh, Midsummer. Maybe I should just go home. What? No, no. I'm just trying to understand... And I'm trying to apologize. And I don't need an apology. I don't. I just wanted to talk about it. That's all. I really think I should just leave. No, 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 no. Please, please, please. I'm not. I'm not trying to attack you. It I'm not. It really feels like you are. Well then, I, well then, I'm sorry. I'm. So, I just got confused. I'm sorry. I. Hey, please, come on. Can you come? Just can Stop. you come and sit with me, please? Please, and we can talk about it. Look, it just it just felt really weird, okay? But I'm fine. I think it's great that you're going to Sweden. I do. I think it's amazing. Are you going for your thesis? I don't know what my thesis is. I know, and it it can it will it can be inspiring, right? Right? Yeah. Well, that that which was is the almost other kind of mine, film that's dude. like that. Yep. So that was almost mine. Which is, you know, we did this for the pod as well. It's one of those movies that I remember even leaving this film, and I was like, I don't, I don't know about that because it was so fucking like so much going on in this movie. This is another movie that is full of imagery and a lot of foreshadowing, and it's really smartly done. Even the way it's shot, it's really unique. And uh, I mean, gore wise, it's fucking horrific in this film. Even the first Mm -hmm. five minutes, there's a scene where. There's a suicide and like there's just crying oh, for like yeah. a few minutes straight and it's just like fucking like this is really what, dampens dude, the mood. It, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Like, this, oh. this happened the before time too, right before COVID. So you know, uh, yeah. there is also even a, a director's cut that is 30 minutes longer that I highly recommend. That kind of fleshes out a couple more characters too. I've seen this movie like four times now at this point. So that's it's also Same. film just like Hereditary. Like this one though, I think I, I had to think about it even more though hereditary so there's a lot of 
like there's a lot of hidden messages in this film. And I think it's really well done. I think Forrest Pugh does really great too. It's just it's like a must see in my opinion. So, so I've never seen man. this. You said to see the director's cut. Oh, you never seen Midsummer, bro? I've never oh, seen this. See, one, no, yeah. this is why I like doing this. Yeah, I would highly wow. recommend seeing that. Uh, I don't know if I'll add it to my uh, list. I don't know if that's the best way to start it out because it's so goddamn long that way. Like it's I mean, really it is, long. It is quite it's long. super long. long. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would recommend probably just the theatrical cut first, and then if you like it, Mikey, okay. you watch the thing down the line. This is like the Lord of the Rings, where like it only would only if you like the movie would I recommend the director's cut. I wouldn't recommend it right off the bat. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's literally thirty yeah, more minutes. That, it's fucking long. So the fact that it takes place in the daytime and it's still fucking creepy and scary. Or is it because I'm makes it even that much? Is it also because I'm Swedish too? So I'm just like <sighs> I, I have a feeling that's part of it. <laughs> is He's that like, a little I bit of relate somehow? It's, I don't know what. Like I don't know it, what's it wrong almost, with them. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost my pick. I mean, it was my favorite movie for 2019. So, but I I think I went more of a traditional route. This one's not as traditional, but it's still it's a great fucking horror movie. Good choice, man. Solid fucking choice. Yeah, I'm my other one was hereditary, choice. so that's why I was like, shit, pretty close. All right, guys. Yeah. Now we're going to do one here. We only have three left before we reveal our, um, like, a recommendation film. So we're doing really good on time here. So what is, from 2022, which has historically been a very good year for horror, by the way, which is strange to say because, you know, the earth is healing. I'm going to start with you, Mikey. What is the best horror film of 2022 so far? Yeah, like you said, there was a, there was a lot of good ones. I actually had a hard time picking the one I wanted, but I, picked, I went with Scream. I'm afraid someone's going to die now. No, 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 Amber, I'm coming. Nice. Uh, so the most recent one came out earlier this year. Uh, it's currently on Showtime. Uh, I don't actually don't know anybody that has Showtime right now, but if you do have it, you can watch it there. Side but note: I forgot to actually mention Midsummer is streaming on Showtime right now. Just letting you know. So, so maybe I'll get a yeah. Maybe you just trial. grab that a trial or just, just that month for like eight bucks. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me blast through this bitch. Sorry. <laughs> Make a new email address. That's all you need, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Seven day trial. Here so. I come. <laughs> But yeah, we did the review on Scream, like we did the marathons here, so it's mm-hmm. that's obviously all of us have seen them all. We I pretty sure we did we watch this one on the on the marathon? I can't remember. Did we do watch this one? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it came okay. about right on the time. So we did all five in one. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Which is that's right. Crazy now that I think about it. So yeah, so we have this on the other one here. Uh we already kind of mentioned Scream in general. This is just a continuation of that other one here. Um and it jumps a little bit forward. All the main characters come back. Uh, this one's a little bit more brutal than the other ones. Uh, I think so, at least. Um, and it just did a good job kind of like revamping the the scene again. So I liked it a lot. That's great. What about yeah, you? And I'm going to just chime in here. Okay. I'm Sorry. assuming. Because it's the same film. Yeah, it's Scream. I, I haven't seen as many films, horror films this year, but Scream was one of the ones that I, I enjoyed. And you know we've talked extensively on our on our podcast already um with a separate review on it but it kind of even call back to what james was saying about the original scream like this i think again kind of brings back uh 
the slasher films of like the 90s it does a good callback of that and giving it another modern mix um and each film has done that because we've talked about even like a scream for it was kind of like that too yeah um but it's it's again you don't know who exactly who you're rooting for or expecting to live and you know even though obviously you have the main stars the new characters you don't know what's going to really happen with them and as per usual you know at least for me (laughs) i doubted who the true villain was until the end so you know there was always a twist for me as as these films kind of go but it's definitely like a good callback to those original slasher films that i really enjoyed nice 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 yeah there's there's a lot of um Good callbacks too, and it, it does a lot of uh, good things. In I guess technically Scream Five, right? So like Scream Five does a really good job of yeah. you know bringing back old characters too, and making it and handing off the baton. I think which it does a really as we talked about in our our podcast for the marathon for Scream. So, uh, Marco, what about you? Twenty twenty two. What did it do? My favorite horror movie so far from twenty twenty two is Jordan Peele's Nope. He set it up at least the right way. Maybe I'm rich and famous for life. How you doing? You look pretty. It's like she got a big How? How, how we put it out? Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't just go for the quick cash in, okay? We, we go to the most credible platform to do the story. What's that, like Oprah? Yeah, like Oprah, for example. After that, everybody won't in. Well, I'm saying there's plenty of videos of flying online. I saw one the other day that wasn't on Oprah. I didn't say Oprah. You said Oprah. You love Oprah. Like, all I'm saying is all that online is fake, low quality. Ain't nobody gonna get what we gonna get. What we gonna get? The shot. What shot? The shot, the money shot, undeniable, singular, the, the Oprah shot. The Oprah shot? Nice. I just really enjoyed this movie. I had a great time watching it. I I think it was uh, such an incredible direction that Jordan Peele went. It's a little bit more direct than some of his other movies while still having some deeper messages interwoven into the storyline. Uh, he he bring, brings back uh, our boy Daniel Kaluuya, who does like such a great job um, as with his character. Kiki Palmer, I felt was really great as well too. They had a great dynamic, very believable. They were you know siblings and stuff, and the the overall uh, like ominous presence of like w- whatever it is that's like you know haunting them or terrorizing them is just done so well. The the reveal and the twist I think was handled very well as well too. Like it it just totally like I was I was totally in shock as well. Like as Nabil said, I was it was uh, such a delightful twist. So um, again, um, a spectacular choice for for Jordan Peele and another smash hit for him. But uh, like going through some of the ones that I had seen, even some recent ones in the last couple of weeks uh leading up to the pod I, it still just landed on on nope as, as one that still like freshly embedded in my mind that really left a, an impression on me nice yeah th- there was a lot of good horror this year so far and even upcoming there's a few more i was i was kind of torn i was i was looking at x a lot and um pearl which are kind of you know prequel to x as well and those are i think those are great ty west films and even um you know, Smile came out, Barbarian, all solid films too in the right. But uh, yeah, Smile. The one that I chose though is uh, the Black Phone. Who are you? I don't remember. Did you play soccer, football? I delivered newspapers. Really? You're Billy Walter. Maybe. No, you're really. Do not go upstairs. What is he doing? 
So if you try, he'll punish you. He'll beat you with that belt till you pass out. It hurts, kid. It hurts real bad. You cry. You beg him to stop. We all did. But he just keeps beating you. Hello? Hello? Just streaming on Peacock right now, too. Ethan Hawke. Um, it, it, it's not the scariest movie out of all those ones. It definitely has, like, I think the best story, though, out of every horror film that I've seen so far this year. It's also very touching. Like, I actually almost teared up a little bit in this movie. Like, there's some really sad shit that goes on in this movie. And Kind of a coming of age, almost, for the kid. Kind, I think it definitely is. And I, I mean, truthfully, I think that's kind of why it triggers for me, because, you know, I'm a sucker for those coming of age fucking movies where somebody learns a lesson and but something about, you know, it's set in the, I think, very early 80s and a kid is kidnapped and um, is, you know, talking to the ghosts of these other kids that have been killed in the basement that he's staying at. And Ethan Hawke is, like, insane in this movie, which is fucking great. He's just so fucking creepy. He's just, like, shirtless wearing his fucking devil mask. And it's, like, <laughs> it's a lot of mind games, too. He's trying to trick the fucking Nabil kid. on a Thursday night. I was going to say, I feel like he listens to the pod a lot and he just knows the image. Basically, if, if Nabil had lifted weights yeah. a lot, like, yeah, that's what he would look like. It's, there's a little bit of a twist to it too, like where he's actually at, which I really liked as well. Kept me guessing, but um, I don't think it, it actually did pretty well. It was a Bloomhouse film as well, but that is one that I, um, it's really resonated with me. It's on one of my top 10 films of the year too. So really enjoyed it. So, one other category here, guys, I want to talk about are underrated horror films. There's always those horror films that either don't have the best ratings or it's one of those movies that, you know, maybe everybody trashes on or talks shit about, but you might actually like yourself. So what is an underrated horror film that you actually like? I'll start with you, Neville. Well, I don't think this is a film that people talk trash about, but it's more that not a lot of people have seen it, and I think it deserves a, a wash and to be appreciated more, and that's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, hot dog, Tucker. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? There's nothing so special about them. They're just your average college girls. Nothing average about that. You know something, Dale? She's just human. Why don't you go over there and talk to her? Talk to her? What? What in the world would I say? I don't know. Tell her that you got a vacation home. That'll probably impress her. Are you out of your mind, Tucker? These are college girls, okay? They grew up with vacation homes and guys like me fixing their toilets. You gotta have some faith in yourself, man. Girls can smell fear. Now, come on. You are a good-looking man. More or less. You got a damn good heart. Yep. I mean, that's two things right there. Now, go on. Get over there. What, what's the worst that can happen? And, uh, I've, James, I believe you've seen this film. I know I saw it has in this yeah, film. Actually. Yes, we oh, did. We I saw it together. This, movie. this, movie's this film is hilariously gruesome. It's a, it's a zombie comedy. My favorite kind of film. It's, <laughs> a, it's a comedy. Not really a zombie. I take that back. No, no, no. no it's not a zombie. A, You're right. It's, it's, a, it's slash, a cabin in the woods kind of thing. comedy, technically. Yeah, well, well. so the whole thing comedy. about it is like, yeah, yeah they, they play to the tropes of like the Cabin in the Woods-esque films, um, but they show the idiocy of the young adults, the, you know, the college students that are making false assumptions that... that Stereotypes uh, too, these, yeah. Yeah, that these two hillbillies are like actually uh, going to, are attacking them, Deranged and really killers, they're hurting yeah. themselves, yeah. 
it's it's hilariously gruesome and just in a in a very entertaining way while still giving kind of those cringy horror elements what, as well. What is it, what do they say uh, at one point? Because then they turn on them like I think it's a suicide pact or something, right? Yeah, kids are coming out exactly. here to kill themselves. It's a cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and what I did learn, and I, I have, I want to see if I can find this online, but I did find out with some of the research is that there on the DVD at least the DVD, there's an extra version of this film where you can see the whole entire film from the student's perspective really? and see how that plays out as well so i'm going to try to look that up and see that but it is streaming on prime um and i i think it's just if you if you are like a big fan of any of those kind of campy especially 80s like jason-esque films where you're in the woods and you don't know what's going to happen in this cabin it's like this is that but just hilarious you know nice yeah i mean it's definitely more comedy but like if you're if you're a fan of the horror movies, it's this is going to be right up your alley. I think yeah. I feel like, yeah. and if you're just kind of in a lighthearted mood, it's it's definitely a great watch. Mm-hmm. It is very bloody from what I remember too. It, like they, it they, over, they overdo it. I wonder they if it's overdo going to it on purpose, chipper. though. Yeah. Like it's on purpose. Yeah. yeah, I remember this. Yeah, nice choice. And they they really exaggerate the students, which is, I mean they're already exaggerating horror films, but even more so. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? What's your underrated film? My underrated film was actually almost my favorite film of the 80s, but I decided to save it for this topic because I feel not many people have heard of it, and that is 1987's The Gate. I saw this movie also as a young kid, and it would also scare the living crap out of me. It is also the film debut of uh, Stephen Dorff, his uh, actual first film. So basically, the movie is about like these two kids that end up finding a gate in their backyard that leads to like these where these demonic beings come out and terrorize and haunt his ha- their their house, and it's uh it's got kind of like that sort of claymation type stop animation look when it comes to like some of the monsters and beings, but it works. Um, it, later down the line in the nineties, there's this band named tool that I feel was probably loosely inspired by some of this type of horror. Cause it, it kind of, they both kind of mesh so well with that stop motion animation and a lot of like, uh, a lot of memorable scenes one in specific where one of the brothers like looks at his hand and there's an eyeball like just looking right at him and he grabs a piece of like broken glass and stabs his own hand in order to like kill the demonic eye that's looking at him so i've never heard of this movie uh yeah, it's, I, I saw it as good. a kid yeah it's definitely good yeah it's streaming on uh, amazon prime and also shutter right now so i would i would highly recommend it some of the effects like i said it hasn't aged as well but I mean, for for the time, it it scared the living crap out of me and would give me nightmares when I was a kid. So yeah, I, I feel it's like very underrated. Might have to check that out. So I know what you're talking you, about. You, you might find some of the scenes laughable, but <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm it's looking at this poster. It still holds up a little bit. Little people, yeah. This looks. This might yeah. be okay. Who knows? You never know. It's underrated. If I Marco, somebody I'll check it out. Uh, what about you, Mikey? What's your underrated horror film? Uh, so you know, I. I couldn't think of like one that I thought about, but I tried to find one that had a Rotten Tomato score around 50 or lower. Oh, uh, okay. So I picked 30 Days of Night. Strange. 
phone's down too. Mr. and Mrs. Sheriff. So sweet. So helpless against what is coming. It's just trying to freak us out. It's working. We have more important things to think about. I'll check on Gus. Check on Gus. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. This time they're gonna take me with them. Honor me. Yeah. Oh. It's at a 51% right now. With the Josh Hartnett, right? Yeah, yeah. Josh Hartnett and George. And I actually thought it was a pretty good like vampire flick. I mean, it's it's definitely like it's a comic book. It came from a like graphic novel, I believe yeah, it was. It was. Uh, so it's got that kind of. It doesn't really have that comic book feel to it, but it's got that kind of storyline background to it. And I thought it was really good. I mean, it's like a just a band of like a vampires just come in, and it's uh it's instant Alaska. So again, it's kind of like the thing, right, where you're in a cold area, kind of secluded, no area like that. So they don't really have any kind of communication outward. And it's at a time period where in Alaska, there's like a 30-day period where they don't see the sun. So it's like a perfect breeding ground for vampires. vampires to come in. So I just thought the whole, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the whole theory of the, of the show or the, of the movie or the graphic novel. Uh, it's just kind of appealing to that kind of genre, in my opinion. So I thought it worked out pretty well. But it, obviously people didn't like it as much as I did. So Yeah, I haven't seen that since it um, came out, actually, to tell you the truth. The second one's not as good, but the first one's not bad. I didn't know they made a sequel to it. Was that a direct DVD? That sounds like a direct DVD one. (laughs) I think it was, yeah. Yeah, There's no way that was fucking in theaters. Although I think they were making a TV show or something of it, wasn't there? I think they did release a TV show. I think think they did. Some kind of show. It was like a couple years ago. On AMC or maybe it was sci-fi. It must have only lasted like a season or two, though. Yeah, I think I remember seeing something about it There's no way this was one that was like, yeah, we're seven seasons in strong. Like, what the hell? 30 episodes, bro. 30 days. We got this. Yeah. Uh, my underrated film is uh, 1982's... Mine's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. If it goes out, it means the death of millions of people. Everyone watching, don't you understand that? If, well, say it's a bomb, then say, say whatever you want. Say whatever you like. Just get it off the air. Please, you just... I... No, no, I can't prove it. You've got to believe me. Believe me. Take it off the air now, please. You've got to at least. interruption. We're having technical problems. Streaming on Peacock right now. This is the uh, the whole. If you don't know, Halloween movies were actually originally going to be like an anthology thing. They only made Halloween two because everybody liked Mike Myers a lot. So they're like, hey, let's see what happens. Well, the third one, it, it has nothing to do with Mike Myers. It's um about a guy investigating the a company that is doing some shady stuff with the masks that they're selling on Halloween. That's all I'll say. But uh, it is it is really creepy. I think Halloween three has some of the creepiest scenes. There's like kids getting killed in this movie, so they do not hold back. There is a um, a little jingle they have on the TV yeah. as well for the Silver Shamrock Company. That is, uh, if you watch it, it'll get stuck in your head. So, um, if you guys have not seen that one, I highly recommend it because it's different. It's not set in any of the Mike Meyer timelines. So, yeah, it was good. I haven't seen that one in a while, but I remember it being really good. Might have to fuck with that one. You haven't seen that one? I love it. No, but- I've never seen any of the Halloween sequels at all. I've only seen the original. 
Oh. And like the newer one. Yeah. Halloween 3 is really cool. And the way, um, even in Halloween Ends, they copied the um, font of Halloween 3. They almost were going to connect it too, by the way. I was like, oh my God, you fucking. And then they were like, now nah, we could. That yeah, would have been awesome, though. I mean, they do show the mass in Halloween Kills, though. Just to let you know. The Silver yeah. Shamrock Mass are in that movie. All right. Mm-hmm. So we have two last two things here, guys. I want to just know. So, what is your overall favorite horror film? Tell me why. I want to know why. Tell me why. Nabil, you go first. My favorite horror film, which I feel like James already knows, is 28 Days Later. Yep. Keep away from me. Stay where you are. Dad? Keep away from me! Dad? Keep away from me! Keep away from me! Keep away! Keep away! Keep away! What's wrong? Jen! Jen is infected! No! No! Jen! No! Jen, kill it! It was either going to be that or 20 yeah, weeks later. I was like, which one are you going to choose? Yeah. yeah, It's it's the first one, definitely. It's it's just a well-executed zombie film where the world's just empty. You have no idea why. Now, Bill told me his favorite um, scene is when the guy wakes up for some reason. It's weird. Yeah. Just hanging <laughs> just, dong. Sorry. Just, just hanging around. Saying, Where's my clothes? The the zombies are terrifying. The story is tense. Uh, you you don't know who you can really trust. You know, people against people. And you can't tell really what's going on and what's going to happen to anyone. You know, like it's just it's just empty London, you know, and he's just one man trying to find his way and crazy shit is happening around him. And it's essentially, you know, the starting premise of kind of of The Walking Dead. A little bit, you know, you know where that's kind of how up, he wakes know? up. It's very reminiscent and everyone's gone. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, is that streaming anywhere it's right out. now? It's on HBO Max right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. If you have not seen that, the, I think that one and um, its sequel are just as good they're both i enjoyed the yeah, sequel the yeah. sequel's yeah. on there too on hbo max i, I know danny boyle so. directed the first one i don't know if he directed the second one or was just a producer no i think he produced the yeah. second one yeah i like danny boyle so. but the second one it's a good it's a it's not it's a sequel in the sense of it's in the same world and but it's a different storyline yeah Je- i mean i think uh one of jeremy renner's first <laughs> movies was that one i want to say mm-hmm. he's a guy yep. there. he's yeah. fucking badass it's fucking awesome dude yeah. <laughs> he's basically hawkeye with a gun Dude, yeah, kind of. He's, he's a badass in that movie, though. So yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. There's a scene that is like. I, I like the sequel. Fuck. It's not as mm-hmm. not as good as the first one, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little more action, a little more but action, still yeah. holds true to the you know to the feel. I agree. Also, both of these movies, the zombies are fast. I, yes, I know we they talked are. about they, that a little earlier, it, but they're they they're running. They're like raged out. One thing, so. not trying to take away from your bills, but also the cool thing about this movie too is the infections happen like instantly. Which is yeah, awesome because there's waiting. a scene where, mm-hmm. the, uh, I mean, sorry, you haven't seen it in fucking 22 years at this point, but I think the mm-hmm. guy just gets a drop of blood on him and he instantly turns and it just right, right away. Wild. It's fucking, it's awesome, dude. So. One of the best scenes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice pick, Nabil. That was this was almost mine. Same here. Uh, tell you what, go ahead, Marco. What is your favorite? My favorite, surprisingly enough, still to this day, is The Exorcist. Give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. 
but deliver us from the evil one. Save me, O oh God, by thy name. By thy might, defend my cause. Really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming you've seen the I've... director's cut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there is a director's cut. The version you Yeah, I saw seen. the director's cut long. Yeah. Uh, not so I don't think it's ago, that great. But, um, yeah, I kind of like the original better. Me too. Um, but but uh, when I saw it as a as a kid, it scared the living shit out of me. It still scares me. This is one of those movies where you make me believe in something that I don't believe in and make it seem real. Then you've done your job. And it's just like, I, I don't believe in possessions or demonic beings, but this movie fucking really makes it look fucking real, man. I don't know. It's because it's the gritty 70s look or whatever, but uh, they did a great job. The subliminal message, the uh, imagery in it is really good too, because like they, I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen it, it they splice images of the the demon Pazuzu in there. It's a, it's just this creepy, creepy actor yeah. in like like <laughs> white makeup and <laughs> the teeth and huh? like sharp teeth, but it like they do it so subtly, and each each time they show it, uh, like it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer, and it's it's fucking freaky, man. Uh, they they just do a really good job at making everything look so fucking scary and creepy. So yeah, yep. I've been down I, uh... those steps and in, uh, in DC where they where they uh, the what's his name uh, Father uh, the second priest that comes in Father Cross or something. Mm-hmm. He's uh, trying to he'll uh, you know exercise her and he gets tossed out the window and falls down the steps. Like the, uh, they actually have the steps that you can walk down as a tourist attraction in DC, and it's pretty steep. You're not going to survive that fall. <laughs> you <have to> climb <laughs> all the way down. Yeah, and it's, it builds it's like really I jump just in case, see if I could live. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I actually, for this movie here, my parents have told me like when they saw this originally, like they were like pretty scared. Like they were like teenagers or adults when this came out still. And they were like, yeah, this movie was like wild for, for them, for, like seeing this kind of movie for the first time. So yeah, definitely. It's pretty crazy. I, I will say this much. I'm not a big fan of this movie. I, I don't think it's, it, I, I don't know why. I don't think it's aged as well. But I can see why there's people love this movie though. Don't get me wrong. So it's one of those movies that I think. Um, I mean, dude, I, I know you're talking about Mikey. People, uh, I think my mom told me or somebody told me that people were passing out in the theater when this movie first came out, right? So yeah, it's generation yeah. defining yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things too. And I mean, I I do believe in demonic possession, so that is one of the things too that um, it, there's aspects of it that are quite creepy though. So and once again, if you've never seen Exorcist three, check it out. I told Mikey about it. So. Yeah, I just watched it. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Underrated sequel. That was that was almost ne- one of the ones. Never so. seen the sequels to this movie, to this franchise. Skip the second you one, just watch, watch the third two, one. Don't even watch Dominion or the other one. Just watch yeah. three. That's the only one you got to work. It's got fucking patent in, bro. Yeah, so it's like opposite Jaws, where Jaws 3D sucks, but Jaws 2 is actually good. All right. Got it. Yes, I guess. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long, I can't tell you. So, uh, But uh, actually, it's three, another underrated film, too. So, Mikey, I'm going to go actually first before you. So and then we'll end it with you on this one, and then followed by our quick reviews. Uh, my favorite film, it's probably no, it's, I've talked about this so many times. Mine is the 1978's Dawn of the Dead. That is my all-time favorite horror film. 
I think it's um, amazing. It's probably George Romero's best film, which is, you know, controversial, but let's face it. George Romero made a lot of garbage films too, guys. Great director, rest in peace. But this is his, I think this is his masterpiece. And it is definitely the aspect of like having like, just like the remake, just being in a mall and like setting up and like living there for a year or two, trying to survive a zombie horde. And then also having to deal with even other people, you know, like there's a biker game that comes at the end and it just ruins fucking everyone's life. So I think it's well done ahead of its time too. It's it, I, I even like, I like even how they shot this film. They had to shoot at night before the mall, after the mall closed and before the mall opened, that's their, that was their shooting time period. And, the mall's still there to this day. You can still go there, and there's seen there's still stuff you can see from the movie. It's fucking crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure they weren't supposed to do some of the stuff. Like, they're driving a motorcycle through the fucking first floor. I'm like, I don't know if they're allowed to do that, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> but um, really hard to see this movie though. That's the issue is that there's like a legal issue with it. So like, it's not streaming anywhere. The Blu-ray is out of print. Um, so it's really pricey. But strangely enough, this Friday they are releasing it. For three days only in 3D, so um, I am going to be seeing that. So if you've never seen this movie, that's probably the best way to see it in theaters is this week only. It's also 3D, right? They're, they're, yeah, they, they, they did a 3D, 3D transfer of it too, which I don't know if it's going to be any good, but still the movie is excellent. So this is my favorite horror film. So Nice. What about you, Mikey? Uh, Yeah, so um, I chose a movie that I could watch any time of the year without it still being horror, but it's technically still a sci-fi horror movie. So I picked Alien. Uh, it's a it's in stars right now, so if you want to watch it, Very it's there. Nice. If you have stars, uh, I don't know anybody that knows that has stars. So well, stars will pay you to watch you it. Do trust that? me, Marco knows. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <just> give it away. <laughs> so it's you know Ridley Scott, uh, awesome director, and uh, you know it's it's just a bunch of people in space, and a creepy alien comes down, and it's got some action in it. It's got some horror elements to it. It's got you know flamethrowers. I mean, it's got everything you could want in this kind of movie. He's uh, just an alien trying to he's b- just, bring love to the people. He just got, and birth he just child. got lost. <laughs> he's like, "Get me out!" That's all, dude. The scene where they uh, he's just misunderstood, him, right? And he just is like oh. a little like hmm, when his yeah. hands. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it scared the fuck out of me as a kid. When I, I remember, and he's like, hmm. <laughs> and it's just a guy, a little guy in a suit kind of thing. He's a little smaller, probably five five. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> I always it, it's kind of funny when I think about it. But I love that movie too, man. We saw no, but we saw it in yeah. theaters, right? We saw the re-release. Yeah, we, so because they were doing for Prometheus, they were re-releasing them. So they, I actually, and we watched all it. of them actually yeah. eventually. But I actually got to see it in theaters, and then I went home that night, so, and I was cleaning some stuff. So then I, I watched I think it. I was with you guys. I watched it. Oh, I, you might have been Marco because yeah. then I watched it again, I Mikey, it in, in the same night. The director's cut because I wanted to see what the difference was. There's like ads like seven minutes. <laughs> I couldn't tell a difference, man. I was like, and I just saw a movie nah, there's, twice. There's really not, yeah. There's yeah. really not that much difference. In no, but that movie, so you don't have to worry. That's about a it. great choice, man. So, and it's almost like, would you consider Aliens and horror films still? Like, I think of that more as an action film. 
sequel. Yeah. We were kind of going back and forth. You were saying action I, horror. I see. I almost chose that one, man. That one's because I was like, that's kind of more like an action, what year but it is kind of creepy in some aspects. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I almost yeah. picked it for no, my, it was my birthday. Eighty. I it's like eighty-six. Was something. it later then? Jesus Christ! Was okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was a little bit uh, closer, but that makes sense. All right, guys. So our last segment here to end off our Halloween special 2022, we had a goal here was that we were to review a film and for a recommendation for Halloween. And it had to be a movie that we just not seen. It didn't have to be from 2022. It's just a movie. It could be a movie that we, you know, heard about, you know, one of those movies. So we're going to recommend this film, tell you what it is, you know, kind of break down director summary, just a quick thing on why we'd recommend it, give you a rating, so on and so forth. So Nabil, I'm going to start with you actually. To let you rest your voice after this as well. What was the movie you chose? Um, and by the way, just to let everyone know, we do not know what each other chose. So we do not know. Um, so I watched uh, the uh, the film came out August fourteenth, twenty eighteen. It it was Mandy. You and that ugly little whore. You think you're so in love. I'll show you love. Lucy? Um, oh, the Nick Cage it sits film. With yeah. the, the Nick Cage film, yeah. It, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 90%, but an audience score of 67%. Um, so it, it's kind of a mixed bag there. The, it was directed by Panos Kosmatos, and Nick Cage is uh, the star. He plays Red Miller. Uh, Andrea Riseborough plays Mandy. Uh, he, his wife, Linus Roach, is Jeremiah Sand, which is like a cult's leader. And basically, it's, it's the lives of a couple in a secluded forest. They're brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult. And they're a demon biker henchman propelling a man into uh, Nick Cage, in this case, into a spiraling, surreal rampage of vengeance. I, I don't know if they're describing your life or Nick Cage's life. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you know when you have a few too many drinks a little bit of both you don't know a little bit of both inspired by true events my god damn biography bro so this film has been something that's been on my list for a long time um for a few years now this just had such big critical praises and this film specifically i think was one of the ones that uh re-broke out nick cage again out of like he was just doing these really off the wall horror films that people enjoyed like they loved what they were seeing but this film was like one of the ones that started getting mainstream attention and kind of brought him forward again to you know saying hey nick cage is doing great things you should see what he's doing and, and bring him up front so i was interested in seeing what this was about i know i saw your review on this james yeah, when, when it fan. first came out i'm not a fan and you're not a fan no. yeah and i thought that was interesting because i watched it and it's not a film that i would typically like because it can be a bit gory but I loved like the visuals of it, and I loved the kind of eeriness. It was weird at first, especially Mandy. Just the the it's strange. The setup is strange. Yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. It, it it sets it up really weird, and you've got this weird dem- demonic guys that really aren't demons. They kind of it, like everything is grounded in reality to an extent. After a while, they explain I mean, it. And he just kind of goes off. Yeah, they're Satan. That's you crazy. Or right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and even even like the main villain um, Jeremiah, he's. Uh, you know, plays a trope of he's a cultist leader who's just, you know, wants to have power and thinks very, he's very full of himself and really has no control over anything. It's the people around him that does anything. But, uh, and and there's a lot of plot holes of like how, you know, Nick Cage's backstory. <laughs> he, I think that's like, my biggest randomly issue. Randomly builds, uh, truth, yeah, he builds a chrome axe 
how the fuck did he know what will you like he's a blacksmith suddenly where'd he get this chrome from like it, there's things that just happened it's like you know, a 14 year old guy classic like, Nicolas, like, Cage, Nicolas Cage bro yeah you know? but it's like a 14 year old guy like a, like the budget to shoot a film and he's like this is what I want to do <laughs> yeah and it's a, it's a metal and I thought there'd be more metal music because you it opens think, up really yeah. heavy metal and I was into that I was like oh this is gonna be great inspired and they don't it, really yeah. do much of it yeah, it is inspired. The, the the tropes of it is very metal-like. But I enjoyed all that. I think that it was, um, to what it was for it being low budget, I I think it was pretty fun. Uh, and I, I myself was pretty surprised by how much I actually ended up enjoying it. And I wasn't, you know, there's some creepy elements of it, but really it wasn't that scary. Um, it was more just kind of the the aspect. I think the demonic part and, and the Satanist that kind of leans more into the horror plus, plus the, the gory aspect of it is what kind of, really labels it as a horror film but it it is much more like a psychological like blood fest of anything else you know especially near the end though because of the first half it it just kind of builds up towards something and you're you're really just kind of entranced by the the the, the beautiful like visuals and shots that they put throughout the film nice uh what would you so, give that on a star ring just to rate it out i, I actually gave this a 3.5 uh, out of five okay. so three and a half stars cool. and uh, it's on tubi for free if you've got that um you, otherwise you can also see it on shutter or, or vod if you want to rent it nice good uh i mean that's good regardless uh i think a lot of people for the most part still like that movie just i, I was more yeah. in the minority of it to tell you the truth so uh marco what about you what is the film you chose uh, the film I chose is The Mist. Oh my god. Something in the mist! Something in the mist took John Lee! Dan, catch your breath. Something in the mist took John Lee. And I could hear him screaming. Shut the doors! Shut the doors, my god! So The Miss released in 2007. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 72%. And the synopsis for this one is a freak storm unleashes a species of bloodthirsty creatures on a small town where a small band of citizens hole up in a supermarket and fight for their lives. So this one is directed by Frank Darabont, who also did Shawshank Redemption in 1984, The Green Mile in 89. Uh, it was released, like I said, in 2007, November 21st to be specific, and it stars uh, Thomas Jane, the OG Punisher himself, sweating uh, old David time. Drayton, <laughs> yeah, uh, Toby Jones, uh, Arnim Zola himself as Ollie Weeks, and Lori Holden as Amanda Dunfrey. Uh, so, Reason I chose this movie is because I one I'd never seen it. I've always wanted to see it. Uh, friend of the pod, Sunny Garcia, shout out Sunny, um, had recently seen it. Like I want to say like a couple months ago or something, and had asked me if I'd ever seen it before. I'm like, no, actually, no. I've seen pieces of it, and you know, I heard people talking about it, but never really took the time to see it. And he was like, dude, it's actually you know, it's, pre- it's pretty good. You should check it out. So I ended up choosing it, and as part of like a bunch of horror movies that I've seen in the last couple of weeks, you know, doing homework and research for the pod. And it just, it stuck out for me, man. It just, uh, it, 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 uh, really, 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 really kind of just hit the spot. And, uh, basically like the, the movie, you know, as the synopsis says, like a, a group of people basically get stuck in a convenience store after a mysterious fog, like, 
comes down and covers their whole town and they're just trying to survive and uh, realize that there are weird creatures coming out of this weird mist that they don't know where it came from. And they have to survive, you know, both, you know, their, their, this and also their own fears and paranoia as they start to splinter into other subgroups within the main group. And I, I just, it, for some reason it, it reminded me a lot of the pandemic as well too. And how like there were a lot of like naysayers amongst the group in the movie that were saying like, you know, we've got nothing to fear, you know, it's, you know, it's nothing real. And there were a group that were witnessing this shit actually happening. They're like, no, 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 no. There's fucking creatures coming out of this fucking fog and, you know, we got to, you know, survive and prep for it. Uh, the the escalation of events, too, where it's like first you think it's like one thing, you know, like that's going to you know attack them, you know, like these tentacles. And then it turns into bugs and then it turns into these flying creatures. And it, it just keeps you like guessing as to like what's going to come out next. And it's pretty fucking gory, too. I, I didn't expect that. Um it is based on the Stephen King novel of the 80s. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, most Stephen King movies are, you know, have, you know, violence and killing. But I was really amazed at how gory it was. Like when they first get attacked, like the these tentacles come out and they're like ripping the skin off people and shit. And like, yeah, some of the CG blood didn't age that well. But I mean, for the time, it's it, it it's it's fucking gory as fuck. So um, it that that really, you know caught my attention as well as like the storyline and the characters and like the realism of decisions and how people act in despair. Like I could see like how probably at that time, some people would have thought like, Oh, this is fake. There's no way people would react that way. There's no way there'd be a group of people who would like, you know, I guess in a way be like conspiracy theorists and stuff and, and, and make up bullshit about, you know, what's going on. Fast forward to, you know, modern times. And that's exactly what happened during the pandemic. And it's like, Holy shit. This movie was fucking ahead of its time and i'm actually glad i waited up until now to see it i don't think i would have appreciated this movie had i seen it when it come came out i would have probably called those things out and said that's fake yeah people wouldn't fucking believe that people wouldn't say that people wouldn't react like that but no every level of reaction that happens in this movie is in some way like a a, a play on like what actually happened in real life events during like an actual like global event such as this so um f- for those reasons it, it, it just really hit home um performed really well um the acting is really good it did a good job at making you care about the large ensemble of of characters it, it just hit every freaking every mark for me man so um that's why i chose it to to review it because it's um of all the ones i've seen there were some like close selections like i i watched smile also recently which is a, a solid horror movie as well but the miss for for me was was the winner and plus it helped that i watched it with my brother as well too so we were both kind of enjoying it watching it in the dark so yeah nice uh what would you rate it then by the way uh i would rate this one uh four and a half stars out of five. Oh, wow. and i would highly recommend it yeah i uh thought it i thought i watched it on because uh, i subscribed to shutter but no i actually I ended up watching it on um, on Netflix. Actually, if you have a Netflix subscription, subscription, it's uh, free on there. Uh, well, now that you like it too, by the way, there there is a version in black and white. That's how Frank Darabont actually wanted that movie to be seen. Yeah, you should rewatch it like that. Yes. It's a it's a very different experience. So, and uh, I yep. will say this much: the one thing I always remember from this movie is the horrific ending to it all, too. So, solid pick. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Uh, so yeah, I chose to do the remake of Hellraiser. 
top. I can't. What the fuck did you do to me? That was recently released on Hulu. Nice. Uh, it was actually about nice. I think it was like three weeks ago. Actually, it just popped out. So mm-hmm. recently, uh, uh, you know, I six or seventh, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, the seventh, I believe it was October seventh, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, it is currently sitting at a sixty-six in Rotten Tomatoes. I believe that's the reviewer score, and it's like a sixty-one or something like that uh, audience score. So they're sitting pretty low um, on some of these, but I actually kind of enjoyed this movie um so this the summary is a, a take on clive barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box unaware that its purpose is to summon the cenobites uh, it is directed by david bruckner uh, who also did the night house in 2020 uh, the ritual in 2017 and southbound in 2015 uh, and the stars are odessa Zion, I believe is how you say it. I could be butchering that. Sorry if I did. Uh, she plays Riley. Uh, Jamie Clayton plays the priest, or Pinhead, as most people know him. By uh, Adam Faison is Colin. Uh, Drew Skarsky uh, is uh, Trevor. And Brandon Flynn is Matt. And so it's a group of friends, basically, uh, are, are trying to work with Riley, who is the person that has addiction. Um, and she finds this puzzle box and they kind of have to work together to kind of figure out what's going on because people start dying around the box. So, um, and it's kind of just like a nice creepy take on the original. I remember not liking this series too much from like the original side. I know James, you just watched most of them. Yeah. I, I'll, if not all of them. I'll, not yet. I'm, I'm going to, which I cannot wait for. Right. Obviously there's like nine of these fucking things, but I have seen the first two and I, I agree. I don't, I don't. I'm not a particularly big fan of this franchise. Yeah, so I, I watched this one with that in mind. Like, I didn't really want to go back and watch the other ones, so I thought I would watch this one instead of going back and watching the other ones. And actually, I was pretty surprised. Uh, I, re- you know, I didn't relate to the characters or anything like that, but they come off very well. Like the group of friends make decisions. Like I think people should make decisions. Riley is the one coming off addiction, and she kind of you know, has that role in there and she does a good job kind of portraying that character pretty well. Um, and there's some twists along the way that I don't want to release here. Um, the Cenobites, which are basically like beings from another dimension, they were well done, I thought, um, in this one here. Uh, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of them. So, if, you know, hopefully they have another, you know, another one of these coming through. Uh, just overall, it's it's a, I thought a better version of what I remember the, the first ones being. I just overall thought it was really good. Just a, a, like a kind of a refreshing take on the movie. And it just kind of amped everything up. Again, there was some twists and stuff that I didn't expect. So yeah, it's just an overall really good movie. I liked it a lot. I, I agree, man. This was surprisingly very well done. This is exactly like the... I, I said in the review I did, like a, the shot in the arm this franchise needs to modernize itself. The other films are so fucking dated. And I, I don't think they particularly... Are I don't know they're they're almost early examples of like torture porn I want to say just with the amount of gore and the amount of violence that is excluded in them but yeah I've only seen the first two like I said and that's what I'm basing it on but no I agree with you I I think the Hellraiser I guess reboot kind of remake uh, on uh, Hulu yeah. I think it's great so yeah Mikey this was almost my pick yeah I was so almost not gonna pick it because I figured somebody else would so but I was like I'm yeah gonna take a same. <laughs> 
<laughs> but so, solid, dude. I don't agree with that Ron Tomato score. I think it should be higher because um, I really enjoy it. I've never seen the original either, truthfully. Yeah. I don't but, think you guys uh, should man, go back. I, You're yeah. good. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about going back to see them. They're they're I, really I, dated. They're not they're not the greatest, if I remember correctly. I think so. that, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Story was solid. The, the characters were good. The dialogue was actually good, surprisingly enough, for a fucking horror movie. And man, the fact that they didn't pull punches with the the gore and the horror, I was like, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, agreed, man. Good choice, definitely. So that leaves me here, guys. I watched a bunch that I hadn't seen before, but there is one that stood out, and I'm gonna just tell you a story about how we saw this movie. So. So get ready. No, I'm just <laughs> so the film that I chose is um, Halloween Ends, which just came out. Get out! This came out on uh, October 14, 2022. This was released in theaters in Peacock on the same day, just like they did with Halloween Kills. It sits at a 39% Rotten Tomato score. And the summary of this one is a saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode coming to the spine-chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy. This is uh, directed by David Gordon Green, who did the other two as well, as well as Pineapple Express in 2008 and Stronger in 2017. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie, Andy Matichak as Allison, Rahan Campbell as Corey and Will Patton as Frank. So it's hard to talk about this film without like super spoiling it. So I'll have to say this much. Like there is a slight spoiler warning here. So if you don't want to hear about this at all, skip like two minutes ahead, three minutes ahead or so. Does Halloween finally end? Yeah. So the reason why I like this movie so fucking much. First (laughs) off, saw this like randomly. We try to see it on a Thursday, me and Mikey. Mikey wasn't feeling good, so I was like, fuck it. Okay, cancel our fucking reservation. We'll see it on Thursday. Then Friday comes, and then I'm like, okay, Mikey's not feeling good still. I go get my COVID booster, and then I'm like, okay, fuck it. And then Saturday morning, I call Mikey. I'm like, I'm not feeling good now. Fuck. You right? So, just <laughs> a lot of back and forth bullshit going on. But then later that day, I'm like, you know what? I've been sitting down playing video games all day with Mikey. I kind of feel better now. And then I was like, fuck it. You want to just go tonight? And then we, we went, me and Mikey went... And Jillian came too. So we all went. Anyone else there? So it's three, right? No, David uh, came too. Jillian's brother. Yeah, no, David, David came, came yeah. Sorry. So then we all went to go see it. So we're like, fuck it. Let's go IMAX. It's Fairfield. Now it is. A little rough. You got to go fucking pay a little extra so, you know, people aren't talking during the movie. No offense. But um, so we went and saw it. And the thing to this movie is. Those trailers don't show you shit about this movie, which is awesome. Like, the movie has nothing to do with that shit. That's the last fucking 10 minutes of the movie. So, there's a different killer the whole fucking movie. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, yo, this is like the origins of, like, how a town can push someone to, like, become evil. And I fucking loved it. Like, absolutely. It was such a shock to me. And also, I had a high fever in the theater. So, I'm sitting there kind of sweating it out a bit. I was like, "Mm, not feeling too good. It's a lighthouse all over again, Marco. So I was like, fuck. But then after a while, I was just like, you memories. There's like fucking first five minutes, a fucking kid dies. And you're like, what the fuck's going on, man? This is wild as fuck. And then maybe because the IMAX regged it up or something. But man, I had a blast watching this. This was so fucking fun. I haven't. This is what I wanted the last Halloween to be like. 
And now that I look at it, it's like Halloween Kills was such a fucking waste, in my opinion, because I almost feel like you can go from 2018 Halloween straight to this movie and you wouldn't miss a beat from the last one. Like, it wouldn't matter if you didn't see Halloween Kills. I was going to ask because I never, I didn't see Kills, so I was going to ask you. I still feel like you should just because they do ruin a few things, but... You can just have it on in the background or some shit. I don't know. It's up to you. How you I want think to if you life. watch like both of them together, kills and ends, it even makes like a, a better picture altogether versus just Halloween and then going into the next one, Halloween Kills. Like, I feel the last two films are really good together, but Halloween yeah. Kills on its own, not so. Strong. I think the character of Corey is like. I thought it was great, man. How they they did this was like this kid was just. Wrong place, wrong time, and it just leads him down a path where, you know, it's just, it's so fucking crazy. I just really liked it, dude. I, I The more I think about it, the more I want to see it again. I'm like, I kind of want to watch this motherfucking movie again. And that's the only kind of horror film outside of Scream. It's I'll all Scream twice. But yeah, I, dude, if you want to go, I'll fucking, I'm 100% down. I'll go see it again. So, um, I liked After it a pod, lot, let's man. Go. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> You need to watch the thing first, sir. God damn it. Please do the basics. I know. I just, I'm so shocked that I liked it though. Cause I, going to it, I even told Mikey, I was like, fuck, man. I, I already read it. I was like, fuck, people don't like this shit for some reason. And then we got there and then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to watch it still. Plus, we already paid. So well, I think a lot of people, a lot of people just didn't like what you were talking about, basically. Yeah, they but that's want, the funny thing, though. If they just know. keep doing the Laurie Strode and Michael thing, I'm like, yeah, it's the same fucking song and dance we've seen in every movie. But see, that's that's why I didn't. That's exactly why I didn't like it, Mikey, because this this timeline is supposed to be Laurie Strode and Michael versus where the other ones they slow they, down, you know, buddy. They have different things. They have. That I feel timeline like this should have been times. like. A, what are you talking about? This is the third time, right? And so this Fourth is time, the actually. this is supposed to be what that timeline really is supposed to be, though. It's it's she's aged, she's remembering, she's attacking, and I feel that that first film especially like really topped off everything. But the fact that they went on to make a sequel. I would have liked to see more of just the two of them duking it out. I mean, see, I know that I in ha- like the that, original Halloween, I feel like that's Michael fine Myers isn't last. really in the film a lot. I think it's fine with see, how they set this up. I'm, I'm, I'm opposite. I, you, what you're saying now, James, makes me want to go see it. See, like, Fuck and it, this is go. this is a prime example Get of why shit, I we're going. never Get listen to. Ro- oh, we're going. I, I never listen to Rotten Tomato scores because this is a prime example right here where. The score doesn't really speak they to everyone. Almost, I get so. it, though, for you. to Don't get me wrong. I'm all jokes aside. They kind of tricked everybody, to tell you the truth. But, dude, I fucking love that they did that. It's different. I think yeah, this is one I mean, of my it, favorite it, Halloween films. And trust me, I've seen every one of these fuckers, by the way. <laughs> you guys, I have <laughs> these all. I was going to say, he's seen know, them the, all. The advertising might have thrown this one off, right? So, Definitely. Like, it did, Which, by the way, I remember way, seeing the trailers for it and telling Mikey, like, fuck, I don't want to see these fucking trailers. Like, don't stop showing me. But luckily, yeah, they didn't show anything of what is actually in the movie for the like they show the ending of the film is what they're showing you i was like okay that's it okay what the fuck because it re- even off the bat when it starts i was like this is kind of weird is michael here i was like he's not were, were you looking at your movie tickets you're like am i in the right movie no i was too it's fucking sweating too much that, like, that has happened a few times in fairfield so yeah it has man. yeah a couple times i'm like <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things though. I I I liked it because of that, but I I can see why people don't like it. But for for that, I say you know, hey, everyone's got their taste. If you want to see Laurie fight Michael, watch the H two O timeline or 
watch oh my god watch halloween 2 and the other ones i guess or watch the rob it has a very satisfying ending for me though the rob zombie one i guess no no the the ending is very satisfying though i did enjoy that it is very absolute which is funny to say but that's all i'll say so that's it guys that's our recommendations oh by the way i would i would rate it four out of five so you know for halloween ends i liked it a lot so that is the end of our podcast though once again mikey thank you for joining us on this longish one i hope everybody got some maybe some movies to add to their watch list i know i did so apparently i gotta watch the gate can't wait fucking marco's just classic marco's just grinning i don't know what the, what's he doing <laughs> yeah you do watch that shit and i'll it's, watch I mean, the halloween dude movies. i almost have no uh like excuse if it's on a, something i have like prime video i'm like why not i'm like okay why not some fucking prime video it's not like i have to go out of my way and be like oh, i spent four dollars yeah. on it but I was like, Jeff Bezos already yeah, got exactly. my money, so it's fine. Uh, once again, thank you, though, Mikey, for joining yeah, us. I know this yeah. was kind of unexpected for you to be on this one, but as we had said last time, like, we'll see you soon. And then we're like, just kidding. We met today. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Definitely. Glad to be here. Yeah. And Marco, let them know how they can reach us, by the way. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and of course, Newsly, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Check out our old episodes. Stay tuned for new ones. Uh, As James was saying, we got Marathon Mikey in the house. He'll be back. Don't sweat it. No, it's sad. But he will not be back on the next one, okay? We were, we we're getting back on track, okay? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're reviewing Hellraiser, guys. <laughs> it's all nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them. We would lose, uh, we would lose members of this podcast if we did all nine of those. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, me. You would lose me. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Again, the bill scared me with the voice. I didn't know it was you. Anyway... Rate us and review us. Uh, we appreciate all the likes and all the comments and all the interactions you guys have given us uh, in the last couple of weeks. Keep it going. Keep it moving. Uh, we are still listening to recommendations, so let us know what you want us to review, and um, chances are we may listen to you. Definitely. So tune in next time, guys, to episode 137. We're going to be doing something a little strange because it's a service we've never used before. We're going to be watching the Roku TV exclusive film word, the Al Yankovic story. And we're going to actually look at this, guys. We're coming back to our couple of films. We didn't forget about it. We're going to be watching the Cotton Club Encore Edition. So until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And Mikey. Have a great one. Have a great one.